Blog Talk Radio. Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. Of a Miles Jag, you listen to the Fantasy Jesse Show. And that would be my show, because I would be him. He, the one, the only Fantasy Jester. How's everybody doing tonight? Absolutely. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't help it. It is. It's an absolutely beautiful night in D-Land, Florida. Hopefully, it's as nice where you are, except for my friends up there in the Northeast. I know you're getting hit real hard and uh, praying for everybody, their safety. Uh, stay indoors. Listen to the Fantasy Justice Show. You're inside. Have a couple of laughs. You love sports. That's why you're here. And get a couple of laughs with it. Why wouldn't you? I don't blame you for being here. I'd listen to me if I wasn't already listening to me as I'm doing me. FantasyJesterSports.com helps bring you this along with Blog Talk Radio. Bread from your bed. Bread from your bed.com. And, of course, Deep Obsession Charters, the best damn hive place down here in Florida. West Palm Beach, folks. Absolutely fantastic. I will be joined shortly by the one, the only, Jason Townsend, JT, coming to you now from Texas. Uh, and, uh, I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see if there starts to become a little bias now. And I, I, I want to see what, what does the move uh, from where he was uh, to, from Ohio down to Texas – how does it change him? Let's watch the evolution over these next couple of months, see what happens. And as we go through these next couple of months, wow, we are almost at one full year. A lot has gone on in less than a year, folks. You know, it was funny. I had uh, Chris Carnage with me the other day, and he, he was saying, and for those of you who don't know who Chris Carnage is, I apologize, it makes, but uh, then you don't listen to the, our wrestling show on Wednesday nights. Wednesday night, FXE Live, it's JT, myself, and Chris Carnage, the voices of FXE, our wrestling production. And I was talking to him the other day, and uh, he was pretty blown away by the idea. He said, you know, I can't believe you've done all this in two years. And I said, two years what gave you that idea he goes well you know just where roughly where you are in the business and how, how you know what what this is all becoming in this coming year he goes it's just unbelievable i explained to him that we just we just started all this april 20th last year is uh, when we kicked off fantasy com. the one the only place and now Everything with FXE, Florida Extreme Entertainment, and the podcast. You know, 
this is uh, this has been just a wonderful time. We have literally cover half the country, half the U.S. Now we have listeners in half the U.S. and the list is growing besides the U.S. And this was something that you know had prompted some of the conversation between Carnage and I. You know, if you haven't checked out on Fantasy Jester the Facebook page, U.S., Canada, Australia, Japan, Philippines, Saudi Arabia, Turkey. Greece, Italy, Ukraine, Portugal, United Kingdom, and Norway. I'd like to thank all of you in those countries, making Jester the international man of mystery that I am for all of you as we continue to grow, folks. I just love the response. I couldn't be more grateful, all of us here are so grateful. Thank you so much. Wait, you know, we're about to turn one. Wait till we get to terrible twos. You know, what is the jester going to be like as he starts getting into the terrible twos? You know, um, that's going to be a lot of people looking forward to a lot of what's going on. You know, FXE, for those of you out there who don't know, and you're in the Florida area, FXE, the wrestling promotion, March 18th with the show and TV and all oh, some great people, Shannon Moore, Santana Garrett, and, and others. And if you haven't listened to that yet, we'll get into that. We're going to get into a bunch of things tonight. We're going to get into MLB. You know, it's February, and here we are. We're going to get into a couple of people on the prospect radar. And I've got to be honest with you, we almost didn't. We almost didn't do that. Because uh, JT and I are in a league, and it's a highly competitive league. It's some of the better uh, players that we know are in this uh, baseball league, and it is a dynasty league. So um, we were kind of hesitant on giving some of them. And what we're going to do is we've decided to go ahead. We'll give you one, definitely. We'll see. We might give you two. You got to understand, you know, those of you who play fantasy sports understands the competition between friends and our friends listen. All right. So, uh, unfortunately we have ears on us and, uh, we've got to watch what we say wrestling. We're going to talk WWE, but let's be honest, uh, what's going on over there. So we're going to talk about that. Also, of course, some more breaking news on FXE. What do I have for you folks there? Obviously, we're going to talk the Super Bowl review, and uh, if you were able to go ahead on FantasyJesterSports.com, you were able to see my article, uh, Super Bowl L-I, Super Bowl L-I-E. Uh, I just, uh, I had my opinion on that Super Bowl, and uh, we're going to talk about it with JT. I want to hear what he has to say. Uh, it's been a busy, very, 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 very busy week this week, and Unfortunately, JT and I haven't had an opportunity to talk a lot. As a matter of fact, normally we go ahead and our production meeting for this is uh, normally the day before. We start getting the topics together during the week, but the regular production meeting is normally Friday. And we've been so busy with everything FXC that we had a production meeting today and we just covered the basics for the show. And I haven't really talked about the Super Bowl much together, so I'm really looking forward to hearing his opinion uh, on that, it was uh, for some it was a great Super Bowl. For others, they feel it was a little BS, and for others, a, lo- a lot of people were let down. 
want to hear what his opinion. And, uh, you know, NBA, you have to know we're going to talk Knicks tonight and, and that whole scene and Charles Oakley and Phil Jackson and good old Jim, uh, good old uh, Dolan there. So we're going to, we're going to talk about all that because it, it deserves the attention now. And could we just, for old Nick fans out there, let, let's help them and let's start putting this uh, whole Phil Jackson and Dolan thing to rest, both of them, if you ask me. Uh, and we'll get JT's, obviously, his opinion on it. We'll try and get into some NHL as time permits. Uh, I've got a couple of things for you, again, for those fantasy players out there. If time permits, we'll get into that. Uh, at the end and uh, you know we're getting closer to the playoffs for fantasy sports and we want to go ahead and start getting into some of that but there are just some things on the sports horizon that we can't let go either so we'll give you a mix tonight on all that and obviously throw in our wrestling as you enjoy the 90 minute edition now of fantasy jesters well no rant no rant. That was my rant. My rant was that we have a full show and I can't do anything else but bring in the one, the only Jason Townsend. No matter how much I might not want to, I have to. Um, otherwise, I can let him sit there. You know, that'd be funny. I wonder how long, if I don't bring him in, I can watch. Oh, and there he goes. He's not going to hold on very long, folks. And, uh, so for the rest of the show, because now that he's gone, I, I I wouldn't be able to find him on the board. I don't know. He's gone, and I won't know what to do without him. So let me try. Ah, let me wing this. Oh, damn, he's back. All right. Well, I was all ready to go. You sure? You staying? He's on the board. I think he's staying. Are you staying? Are you going? Are you still, want, are you still wondering how long I'll stick around if you leave me on the board? Oh, I see. That wasn't for me. That was for the fans. I knew exactly how long you would stay on the board. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to answer that question. Yeah, that's what we're here for, to answer questions. So, you know, far be it for me to leave you hanging on that. I didn't know what answer we should give the audience. Were we going to give them, you know, a uh, very nice perspective of you? And, you know, he's a he's a trooper. He's going to stand by. He's going he's gonna to stand by and wait until we bring him in. Or is he JT and will he just go and disappear? And, and oh, listen, I guess the fair portrayal is that we'll tell the uh, listener the truth. Oh, as, as we always do. So, uh, you know, you're talking about uh, the, the people with the bad weather in the north. I have to say 84 degrees uh, here in Texas today. Um, and I'm sure as one of our good friends, the renegade, would say, well, you know, it's uh, – 96 degrees here in the swamp, but uh, I don't give a damn what it is where you are. So, you know, just to get a little perspective on things, I'm feeling for people up there in the uh, northeast right now. A lot of snow. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying is right now is it's 63 and the forecast for tomorrow is 82. I can't, I really can't say too much. (laughs) I'll tell you, hey, JT, how about that, though? Can you believe now the countries just every week keep growing? Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I mean, picking up people uh, across the pond, people in the U.S., uh, you guys are really, really making this uh, uh, something fun for both the Jester and I to do. We love having you guys listen, and uh, we're just going to keep giving it to you every single week. 
Yeah, uh, let's see. In the past uh, hour, one new like, two new post shares, one new post like, five new views, all this stuff. I mean, it's like it, it just continues to snowball, folks, and uh, we love you for it. Thank you so much. We continue to do what we do just so that you do enjoy. And, you know, JT, um, I'll tell you what. I'm going to let you pick which sport do we go to first tonight. Oh, you know where I'm going. I want to jump in on this Phil Jackson, uh, Charles Oakley, <laughs> New York Knicks situation. You know, we're here to expose, um, well, luckily not ourselves, but the frauds out there in the sports world. So, you know, it, that's definitely where I'd like to start off. I'll spare the fans, yes. So, well, looking at it, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at it, what, what do you, I mean, what's your take? You, you go ahead and lead this off because you know I've got something to say, so. Well, you know, I, I, for most of you already know, and for those who don't, I, I grew up in New Jersey, and uh, my team, basketball team, was the Knicks. Uh, believe it or not, it wasn't the Nets. And um, I've always loved them, and they, it's been difficult to watch ever since the days of, funny enough, Ewing, Oakley, and Starks. And uh, exactly. that, that was pretty much the last time they were interesting until Oakley uh, shows up at the Garden once again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you left one name out there. I, I always enjoyed Anthony Mace. Oh, Mace. Yeah, God bless him, too. He's passed. Um, but, yeah, fantastic. A great guy. Great heart. But a really, you know, a talented player, but a, a great person himself. Uh, really nice yes. man. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, those were the fun times and that's the last time the garden has seen fun until Charles Oakley uh, pops up again now. And, uh, you know, here's what I'd like to see happen. I'd like to see Dolan gone. I'd like to see Phil Jackson gone and have them bring in Charles, bring this whole ban on Oakley have MSG be like, listen, Oakley did more for the New York Knicks than you two together combined have. Okay. Yeah, I'm bringing yeah. him in to run the Knicks. Cause at least he shows heart. That's the last time I've seen anybody. I, I, that is, wait a minute. That's the last time I've seen a Nick player truly have a heart. It's been a long time. It really has. Um, you know, in that franchise, you talk about the, the Mecca of basketball, the, you know, Madison square garden, the New York Knicks. Uh, a team that Michael Jordan himself tormented through the 90s when the Knicks were a strong team with Starks, Houston, all those boys. Uh, Xavier McDaniel will throw another one out there. So um, I'll tell you what, I'm a Laker fan. I've said that on this show before, so I'll say it again. And Phil Jackson, I call him the Zen bastard, is the biggest fraud in sports since the steroid era. Matt, Matt, you know, Look at the guys he's coached the championships. Shaq, Kobe, Rodman. Pippen, Jordan, Grant, just to name a few, Horace Grant. Um, all-time great players. Maybe Grant, you know, Horace Grant's not that all-time great, but he's up there. He's uh, up there. And Tex, and Tex Winters, the guy that created the triangle offense, not Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson's been riding the coattails of all-time great players. He's a fraud. He's a moron. And I'm really glad he's not in L.A. Uh, you know, <sighs> All right. First of all, yeah. If I had, 
Let's give the full profile for some of the younger fans out there on who Phil Jackson really is. You know, was he this basketball great himself until he had those players? No. As a first of all, as a player, you're talking about a guy who got 17, 18 minutes a game. That's it. That was his career average. You're not talking about a guy who was overwhelming to begin with in his ability. So I don't know how much he can coach past that ability, but I don't know. You know what? I shouldn't say that because that's not exactly fair. But when you go ahead and you start looking, though, the only time he's really done anything is with like what JT has said. Nobody ever claimed that he was GM of the year material ever. Right. So, you know, this was something that uh, he was able to go and do something. He was able to make Nick Dolan, this is, make Nick fans happy by bringing back the Herald of Phil Jackson. Boy, doesn't that sound good. That should sell some seats. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and and it was able to get Phil a break from Jeannie and the Bus family, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much what it was. But you know, I'll tell you right now, and, and I mean this wholeheartedly. I'll take Jeannie Bus in charge of my organization before I would Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, take away the. And, and I'm sorry, all you younger yeah. fans out there that think LeBron James is the greatest player you've ever seen. You're missing out. Dude Dude doesn't play defense. Dude doesn't have near Michael Jordan's game. And I'll be honest with you, you put Kobe Bryant in his prime, I'll take Kobe over LeBron James as well. So, Jordan, there's no one out there that can touch this guy. First-team defense, all-NBA first-team offense, score the ball, rebound, pass, defend, lead. You know, so you put a guy like MJ on that team, it's going to be really hard not to win championships. You know what's difficult, and here's what's difficult for a lot of the younger fans to understand, and and I'm trying to help when I say this here. You had to have seen Jordan play night in, night out, not take time off, not and like you said, both ends of the floor. You can be spectacular at certain things. and He was great on the court. He stepped foot on the court, and whatever he did at that time was magical. It was just an yeah, incredible really time to watch a basketball player do it with ease. For any of those what, of what you who the... watched Mike Tyson fight, Mike Tyson blew through people. It was an unbelievable time in boxing to watch somebody with that combination of speed, power, and defense. People didn't realize just how good. I don't mean to get off of basketball for a second, but uh, people don't realize how good Tyson was. And this is Michael Jordan, too. How good they were at defense. It's funny you mention that because Tyson had people beat mentally a lot of times before he even stepped in the ring. So did Michael Jordan. Jordan had people defeated mentally. You knew you were going against Michael Jordan that night. Your chances of winning are slim to none. Ask the Utah Jazz in the finals when Jordan had like a 103-degree temperature 
and went out and knocked down his first six three-pointers right off the rip uh, and absolutely schooled Stockton and Hornacek in the backcourt the whole night. Um, and actually, I think the threes were Portland, but still, the flu game. Look up the flu game. You can. The guy's amazing. He had people beat mentally before he hit the court. Um, and my question is, those three years that Jordan stepped away, who coached the Bulls? I believe it was still Phil Jackson. How yeah. many championships did he win with Pete Myers at shooting guard? Whoops. Who? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pete Myers, you know. So, you know, how many champs do you win there? Uh, championships do you win there, Zen Master? So, you well, know, and then Shaq and Kobe. You mean to tell me I mean, he didn't on. coach Myers into, uh, you know, being an all-star that year? The great coach? No, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't Zen him up. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, no, um, the defense, when, when you talk, seriously, though, when you talk about the defense of Jordan, it was something that a lot of people didn't, just don't fully comprehend that he was really that good at both ends. And, and again, uh, just real quickly, on Tyson, those of you who doubt what I'm saying, go back and watch what it was like for an opponent to hit Mike Tyson. All right. He was, he could read a punch better than any boxer I have ever seen. And I used to like the lighter guys. I used to like the Sugar Rays and the Roberto Duran, right. and, uh, the Vito Antifermo, Vito Antifermo, and all those guys that really had great defense too. Watch a big guy like Tyson play that kind of defense too. Watch what it was like trying to hit him. Go have some fun watching that video, folks. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, no, and, and here's the thing, too. You know, it's not – Nick fans are, shouldn't be, and I hope they aren't, surprised that, that Mello turned out to be a selfish player, okay, because he came in with that kind of uh, moniker about him. And, and, you know, here's the thing, though, JT. Here's what I'm surprised about. Now, at this point, if he really cared about New York – he wouldn't be pulling this, I'm not going to be traded. I'm staying right here. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm staying right. First of all, who stays where they're not wanted? I mean, Apparently Carmelo Anthony. Is, yeah, I mean, who is like, no, I'm not going anywhere. Right. Him, I, I mean, Let that's me first this. off. That's this. my first question. But here's okay, the better well, one. on Anthony. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. What What are they really, truly going to get in return for him at this point? I wouldn't care. Just get rid of him. Wow. Good. Okay. Fair enough. And I don't disagree with you there. But it's interesting to hear an actual Knicks fan come out and say that. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. If you're restarting the, you know what, you got to rebuild. And uh, Porzingis is the guy to rebuild around, not Carmelo. First of all, so. Get rid right. of as much of that. Who You know what you do? Take the damn water boy from the team if somebody is willing to take the cap money hit. There you go. Okay. And I agree with you. Porzingis is the way to build, but not signing guys like Joakim Noah. Yeah. What was that? I, I, what, what, that's not building for the future for Porzingis. No. That's not building right. for the future for a guy. You go out, and, and I'm sorry, I like, I've liked the kid, and I, I think he's going to be phenomenal, okay? 
Uh, why not build around Porzingis? What are you putting around him? Well, let's see. We've got Selfish Mello. We go ahead and get Joe Kim Noah. We got uh, Rose. Oh, yeah, that, that's that's building for the future. You know, I it's don't funny. get that. I think, but uh, here's the thing. Hold on, JT. Just one last thing on Mello. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. I want to know, and here's what I'm disappointed about the New York fan. He's purposely to hurt the team, to hurt the Knicks, not accepting the trade. The New York fans should be booing him off the court until he leaves. He should not ever want to play a game in New York right now. And the right. fans are giving him a bye. So what you're saying is, is the New York sports fan has become a S-A-W-F-T? Without a question. Without a question, because you know what? The, the New York, there's nothing more powerful. I've watched it. I've watched it in the past. There's nothing more powerful than the New York fan base in New York. They've gotten coaches I fired. I agree completely. So why I isn't Mello out on his ass? Uh, home, you know, hometown guy. I mean, that's all I can come up with. Maybe they're giving this kid a break. I don't know, but my question to you then is, the New York Knicks, how many times do they have to hit the reset button at this point? We're going on what now? Let's say, uh, we'll be nice. 15 years of ineptitude? I mean, strive for mediocrity should be their banner at this point, uh, because they're not even coming close to that. You know, what is it? I'm going to pull a line from Jack Nicholson in the Batman movie. You know, this town needs an enema? Yeah, that team needs an enema. They need to flush all that garbage out. He pours Zingas and start over because that's what it is. It's garbage. And the New York Knicks and the New York fans should be a relative. It's, it's like college football. I hate Notre Dame, but Notre Dame's a lot. College football is better when Notre Dame is good to hate. The Knicks are one of those teams. The NBA is better when there's that you know evil empire, if you will, the Yankees, the Knicks, you know, those teams in New York in that market, they, they should be good teams. They got a great, they got a great fan base. So, the Knicks, the I, Lakers, I the Celtics all fill that, that in particular role, what you're saying right. there. Yeah. They all do. And, and the Knicks, that's what, that's what I just – if you are building for this team, I just – I like to sit, and, and you'll never get a straight answer, I'm sure, from Phil Jackson as to what he saw he was building around Porzingis. I, I just uh, a failing Joe Kim Noah and, a, and a certainly God knows what his body's like uh, Rose. Really, that was the best you could pick up. Do you, That's your. Do vision? you remember? Do you remember before the season started, we had Mister New York Nick Busy J on talking yeah. about all these signings that the Knicks had, and what did I tell him? Congratulations, you just won the 2012 NBA Finals because that's the last time that guys like that were relevant. I was looking back at his uh, article today. Uh, I was I'm getting ready for this uh, segment tonight, and he has the uh, Knicks finishing uh, sixth or seventh in the conference this year. Okay. So we'll see. So we'll see. We'll see. They got some peddling. Yeah, they do. I better get up on their horse and get it going. I don't think so. You know what? Last thought on that. 
the New, yeah, York, the New York Knicks fans out there, the people in New York and New Jersey that are, are Knicks fans, maybe your season ticket holders, stop going to the games. Make your message loud to ownership. We're not going to support you. It's, it's that uh, simple. Stop going to games. You know, here's the problem. A lot of those seats, a lot of the, in particular, the better ones, okay, are a corporation owned and they're given right. as a treat. So, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I think if you make him so uncomfortable every time he touches the ball, you boo that man every time he touches the ball. By the end of the second game, they have him gone. <laughs> You're the head coach of the Knicks, Jester. Here's my question. Do you keep oh, Sean Johnson, Carmelo Anthony? Do you, do you keep Sean Johnson? In? Hey, we're going to pay you. Don't come into the stadium. Don't even show up. We don't want you here. Just like they did to Keyshawn back in the day in Tampa. No, I find a way to get my fans to do what I said, make them uncomfortable. Oh, no, no, no. See, I wouldn't do that. I, then you make yourself look like the bad guy. I put him out there, okay? But like I said, I, I, I'd go ahead and I'd paper it. I'd paper, I'd paper the seats. I'd go ahead and I'd give out tickets to people and set it up so that there's a bunch of people booing. Here, I'll give you free seats. It can be done anonymously. It would be done anonymously. If I had the money, I'd do it just to bug Mello. I can't stand him anyway. I don't think anyone can. The guy. It's funny how that draft class has fallen apart in a lot of ways. Dwayne Wade's a shell of his former self. You look at him. Uh, what was the kid? I can't think of his name now. The Pistons drafted the kid from overseas, the the tall, lanky white guy that never amounted to never anything. Never did right before Mello. You know, it's like. Man, that that class is just, I mean, yeah, there's still, you know, a couple of good guys from that class, don't get me wrong, but that class is just falling apart. Carmelo Anthony is how old now? I uh, got to be 31, 32, 32, 33 maybe? 32. He's 32. no Kobe. Yeah, no, uh... Well, all right. Yeah, he came in with a couple of people. All right. Anyway, let's get off basketball. Uh, that's enough. Uh, the Knicks are disappointing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, Golden State's going to win in. This, that, the, I got you. All right. Yeah, I hate basketball. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> I think you did, actually. As a Knicks fan, I think you get a pass at this point. Okay, well, you know, yeah, please understand, folks, my bitterness to ba- uh, to basketball is this. Uh, I, I'm a Nick fan from where I used to live, and, you know, as, as I've talked about, I, I love my Florida teams as well, and I have the Magic, the closest team to me, literally half hour down the road. So you can understand my bitterness to basketball, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you just you just need some new ownership in uh, in both areas, is what it sounds like to me. It's uh, it's terrible. Yeah, and they're they're looking to get rid of the player I like the most down here in Vuk. So I'm like, oh, come on, guys, really? Yeah, I think Vuk, I think Vuk is on his way north, uh, maybe up. And I hope so. Somewhere in Mass. Yeah, it looks like yes. he deserves a chance. 
to go play somewhere where uh, his skill set will A, be used, and B, this guy deserves a chance to play. I mean, let's be real. I mean, you thought Orlando was bad. Remember where he came from, the D-League team, yeah. otherwise known as the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, yeah. No, it's time for him to uh, – and, and you know what? Here's the crazy – I had the opportunity to talk to him that night and uh, I talked to him just before I talked to Alvin Gentry and uh, he was uh, the both of them, both great people, you know, uh, I, before I get into Gentry, uh, I was talking with Vuk, absolutely one of the nicest kids you want to meet. I call him kid, uh, nicest guys you want to meet. Absolutely fantastic person. And I really, as much as I'd hate to see him go for him, for him, I hope he gets a shot on a really good team. Uh, as far as Gentry, uh, what a gentleman. What a gentleman. I had the opportunity to interview him this, uh, this past offseason. What, what a gentleman there. So, um, you know, you no. talk about the magic. One, one, one magic question for you. Biggest Ugh. mistake the franchise made, true or false, getting rid of uh, Ron Jeremy, uh, Stan Van Gundy? Well, yeah, sure. That was done to appease Howard only to get rid of Howard. I don't understand that right. move either. That was done to appease one person, folks. One, And trust me on this. Trust me when I say this. It was done for one person only. And do you know why? Do you know why? Because he pushed him hard in practice because he believed Dwight Howard was capable of a lot more than what Dwight Howard was doing. That was yeah, why. Yeah. No, that was one of the biggest. That was one of the biggest mistakes. Okay. Had they gone ahead? Had they gone ahead when Van Gundy was here, and you had Dwight Howard here? Had they had they Final. given? Yeah. Had they given that team a true uh, power forward to work with him? Okay. No, that, that would have been that would have been a championship team right there. And they kept they kept trying to fill in power forwards with guys that were really uh, that really weren't throwing them with threes. Yeah, outside. yeah, yeah. Right. So, eh, all right. Oh, I, really, uh, you're making me sick here. I just get me off the sport <laughs> right now. Can we? Let me let me get let's, to it. Let's sport. go on. Oh, yeah, let's continue the misery. Shall we talk about the Super Bowl next? Oh, yeah, you want to talk about misery. The great article you wrote, you know, I put my two cents in after it, uh, try to follow you up. That was not an easy act to follow. But, uh, yeah, let, let's be real. I love the people that say that was the, one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. No, 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 you want to see a, one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time, go back and watch Rams-Titans. Um, yeah. That was a great Super Bowl. This was – one half dominated by one team, the other half dominated by the other team. Uh, I just don't understand. There's no way that the Atlanta coaching staff can be that stupid. I just don't think it's possible. A, if they were that stupid, they'd coach in Miami and then get a head coaching job in Denver. B, why would you stop doing every single thing that got you the lead that you had in the first half and just stop in the second half. And, you know, I get it. It's Tom Brady. It's Bill Belichick. Yeah, whatever. Put Tom Brady on another team other than New England, like Miami, Buffalo, or the Jets, and he wouldn't even sniff the playoffs. You know, and, again, a couple things were NFL. happening in that. Yeah. 
It was terrible. A couple of things were happening. Go ahead. What were you saying? The NFL what? Oh, the NFL, the NFL's bent. You know, you want to talk about boxing or the NBA in the 70s or, you know, some of these other sports, wrestling. You people want to talk about wrestling being fake. Man, I, Vince McMahon should be the, the, the commissioner of the NFL. It is so bent. And I'm not talking about just that Super Bowl. You look at the last few seasons and all these mysterious calls that the NFL comes out with afterwards and says, oh, yeah, we blew that call. Oh, a lot of good that does. The game's over. You right, know, so right. I don't know. Patriots won. Congratulations. The NFL's bent. <laughs> you know, um, I don't even – where where do I start? Where, where do – I, I want to start with uh, – you know what? I'll start with Atlanta, and then I'll work my way into the real realm of problems okay. in, in football and sports in general. And uh, no, Atlanta, here was Atlanta's mistake. Atlanta thought that they could go into a prevent and they would be fine as far as defensively. Uh, and same with uh, the offense. They, they changed what was working and thought that they could go conservative. And that was their mistake on it. Then when, uh, then when they should have gone conservative at the end and just dropped to a knee twice and kicked the field goal, that's when they decide to go for it because now they're panicking. So um, that falls under, to me, that portion of it falls under poor coaching. Just a yeah, guy that he, his, his first time at the Super Bowl and truly panicking. Now, what that was aided by <laughs> that has me going is the some of the officiating now, and when I say this, please let me clarify this first. I didn't have a horse in this race. I really didn't care. Gary Ruat and Gary Ruat Jr. were going to get their head shaved, or a bunch of my friends who are New England fans were going to have another ring. I really didn't care. I didn't have one penny on it. I don't care. I didn't care. I still don't care because of how it came out, too. Because there's not a football fan that can deny that they didn't see in the first half three straight third downs that were not converted turned into a first down by a penalty flag for New England. Now, the only reason why everybody forgot that and that was all pushed to the side was later on in that drive, Brady threw a pick six. Everybody started missing some of the holding that was going on. All of a sudden now, there's holding being missed. There's face mask calls being missed. There's not a soul who didn't see that missed face mask. On Atlanta. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's just so many things, so many calls that you go, wow, you know, they're really adding up to that they all just magically go ahead and favor the team that's down. Now, whether or not they meant it to try and keep the game close for the interest of their advertisers or were they just trying to make New England win? I don't know to how far, to what extent it goes. 
But you have to understand the what I call this in my article on FantasyJesterSports.com. You can go look at it. It's Super Bowl L-I, Super Bowl L-I-E. You have to understand the magical year in created sports drama. NCAA title game comes down magically to the final shot. NBA finals came down to game seven after after a 3-1 lead. World Series magically comes to game seven after a 3-1. College football title Last second, another last second win. Amazing. Super Bowl, an overtime win. First ever. Wow. And the team that at one point had a 0.3% chance of winning comes back and wins. Greatest comeback just, in Super Bowl history. Just a, but all those all the sports in one calendar year that had all these magical, never-seen-before endings. It was the greatest created year in sports history. That's what I saw. Now, now, Jester, let me piggyback on that. First off, the answer to this dilemma has five letters in it. B-E-G-A-S. So, as in Las Vegas. So there's money on yeah. the games where there's money on the games. You know, you know, to me, you have to have scrutiny. But now the NFL, as bent as it is, is actually mm-hmm. considering putting a franchise in Las Vegas? Sure. Why wouldn't you? Best place for one. Well, uh, you know, absolutely at this point. So you know, it's funny. You bring up a lot of great points. It just seems to me like uh, it's almost like, and we'll talk wrestling because a lot of people want to say how fake wrestling is. Yeah, to determine – you know, outcome is determined ahead of time. That's the only thing fake about it. At now, least they're honest real. about it. <laughs> At least they claim yeah, they're honest about it. Exactly. Now, let's be real here. What did WWE do last, what, two weeks ago or whatever at the Royal Rumble? They created, they created a match for the ages between John Cena and the phenomenal AJ Styles. So what did all these other sports do? They created games for the ages, for the ratings, for their advertising dollars. For Vegas, to me, it, 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 yeah, that's way too more, too much more than coincidence. That is a listen. That is a ton of coincidence when you start looking at the scope of how many sports in one year you had. Okay, let, let's again get back to this point, JT. Ready? You had two games. You had the college football title last second win. And the NCAA title game in basketball, final shot, last second. You had two different best of seven series in two different sports go from three to one to game seven, and the other team comes back and and wins. These things, that that coming back from a 3-1 deficit, folks, the odds of that happening twice, in a year Mm -hmm. along with the 0.3% that the New England Patriots had and two last second wins let me me ask you this 
Let me ask you this: Do you think there was any? Uh, you think there was any hand holding between MLB and the NBA to say, "Hey, listen, we'll let the Cavaliers in, get the, you know, the title for Cleveland, but you got to let the Cubs have it in Chicago." I'm telling you, it's just a lot of things make you wonder. Well, well, too many, you know, as fantasy people. JT and I, we are used to dealing with numbers, percentages, and stuff like that. And when you start adding up those kind of numbers and those kinds of percentages, it really reaches the unbelievable point. <laughs> yes, it does. Thank God the NHL did it right. I love my NHL. I love my NHL. Uh, the the best sport out there, the best damn athletes. It was funny. I just saw a whole thing on. They had hockey players at a football camp, and then football players at a hockey camp. And it was funny how the hockey players could do everything the football players do, but not the other way around. Very interesting. I'd like to see them do that with the basketball players. And the baseball players. Soccer. Listen, I just want to see the baseball players play through a blister. Oh, Stop. Don't even get started on that. So, yeah, no, hockey is the sport, folks, of Jester's choice. Um, one of the other sports of Jester's choice, though, one of the other sports is the WWE and FXE. And uh-huh. ROH and TNA and all the good folks that bring you wrestling, all the good workers out there, JT, and I am having fun. I am like a kid in a candy store right now. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to share some of your fun tonight with our listeners, but but I'll let you continue for now. Uh, you know, here's my problem. Remember how good I've been about not putting things out there until this past oh, Wednesday? Very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. I've been really good. And I said that, you know, come this next show, I'll announce who the two big ones that we're talking about was uh, Shannon Moore and who he'd have right. to face in order to wrestle against, uh, wrestle with. Lindsay Snow. And Lindsay Snow had to wrestle somebody and win. And we said we're going to give that information out on Wednesday. And uh, along with uh, where the venue is and where this is all going down. We mentioned Mm -hmm. how uh, Renegade versus Hound Dog. We mentioned uh, the mercenary pit bull Romeo Corvado going to be on the card. And, uh, yeah, and yeah. Cool well, you be... also announced a pretty impressive mm-hmm. women's match in there, too, didn't you? That's what I was getting to. That's where I'm going with. Let me tell you something, folks. I, I've had I, I, I've had the pleasure of announcing one hell of a women's match at, besides a Lindsay Snow match and her matchup. So let me tell you something. For those of you who want to see great ladies wrestling. Okay, I've got it for you because of, we've got two matches. The first match is Santana Garrett versus Mila Niki. Mm, two can't wait. 
Yeah, this is going to be one heck of a matchup. And it is your true, true matchup of, you know, two women that really just don't like each other. Mila, Mila, right. uh, exactly. but then again, I don't know. Mila, I don't know how many people she truly likes and how many people she's playing. Because she plays that whole, you know, she tries to play that whole nice thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden you watch her turn on your ass and uh, all of a sudden right. you realize Mila's nothing nice. That booty monster comes out. Forget it. Once that booty monster shows up, it's over. Um, you know, but it's funny you mentioned that. She don't like it's me and I don't like her. There it is. Well, That's you know, truth. I want to say this. To go along with what you're saying, I'd like to one-up you a little bit here. When you say one hell of a women's match, I'm going to do yeah. you one better and say, forget whether it's women or men. This is just going to be one hell of a wrestling match, period. Put on a guy's match, put on a women's match. This is going to be one hell of a battle, one hell of a match. And, and you look at it, you talked about you know, international. We talked about our, our, the countries you know, where, uh, that have you know, joined our show and are listening to our show. Miss uh, Santana Garrett is kind of the international woman of mystery, isn't she? The kind of the, the world traveler. She's known quite well. You know, a lot of people know who this is. Well, uh, Mila, it's I mean, going to be interesting. You know, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The, you know, the, the Puerto Rican flavor that her, Hound Dog, Taino, all provide our show. There's some serious, I mean, you know, the Carlos Colones of the world. It, you know, there's, there's some serious talent that comes from that island, and we're lucky enough to have three of them for our show. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, well, we got our own Latino heat going, folks. Absolutely. No doubt, I'll tell you. And, no, that's going to be one hell of a battle because both women, both uh, Santana Garrett and uh, Mila, have made it quite clear, and I mean quite clear, that they both plan to hold the FXE women's belt. And that's going to be, I mean... They can't both have it. No, they both can't have it. And what's funny is that um, while Lindsay Snow is going ahead and she's wrestling for her tag team future uh, with us, you know, her opponent, <laughs> who's going Come to on. be named. Come on. Oh. Okay. Amber O'Neill. Oh, okay. Okay. Bam. How do you like that? I do like that. That's, see, you, now, I wait couldn't a minute. keep I that one in. Here. Yeah, I want to throw something at you right now. See, you know, you, you told me it was good. You didn't tell me it was that good. You didn't let on that it was that good. Uh, you know, I ha- I've been trying to keep everybody. Uh, you know, that's why I'm saving the Shannon Moore opponent for last. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, after the yeah, show, I'm calling. I, I, I can't, I can't wait either. Head. Uh, now let me let me ask you something. Let me ask you something though. You know Lindsay Snow. You know Amber O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't you think that they'll have something to say about this uh, this women's belt as well? I don't I don't think there's just two women that are going after this thing. Well, it's uh, well no Amber Amber has already said to me. Amber and I have hit it off rather well uh, early. Very nice, and uh, she uh, she likes one of the few people that haven't hit you. One of the few people that haven't hit me, uh, but no, it's uh, she she has made it quite clear as well. So once she does whatever she has to do with Lindsay, that's going to be interesting because Lindsay's proven here. You know, 
Amber's there to prove herself as somebody who can beat anybody one-on-one. And Lindsay is there to beat somebody one-on-one just to try and become a tag team partner. Two very different dynamics of what's going on for these women in that very first match. And uh, no, this is going to be interesting because so much means uh, on, on that very first match for these two ladies. So much yeah, well, riding on it. You, talk about you know, you talk, Amber's trying you to show something. Snow. Yeah. Go ahead. You talked about Lindsay Snow. I mean, mm-hmm. when when you come to the show and you see and you see Lindsay Snow, do not take her soft or, or slightly because of her size. This this woman can take on multiple people at the same time and do massive amounts of damage. So. I I'm excited to see her. That's going to be a hell of a match. Um, for those of you, yeah, who don't know who she is, she put out a workout video. She put out a workout video uh, recently on um, Instagram, and you can find her on Twitter. Okay, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna spell it for you folks. Okay, it's Kaiju Power. It's K A I. J-U-P-O-W-E-R. Kaiju Power. Uh, it's at Kaiju Power, and it's listed under Lindsay Jane, okay? Uh, but she is Lindsay Snow and coming as Lindsay Snow to FXE. But on there, you can go ahead and watch her working out with 200 pounds like it was nothing. And she's 5'3". She is a gym rat that will throw you around or get you to mm-hmm. submit. She's a submission specialist. So it's going to be, yeah, she is. Well, again, she, all right. Well, folks, here, this will give you an idea. Of, uh, don't take my word. Don't take JT's word about Lindsay Snow and what her capabilities are. Shannon Moore, somebody who's been in the business a long time, goes ahead and wants her as his tag team partner. <laughs> He's not doing that to lose the tag team division at FXE, folks. No. And he's also, think about this. Think about the uh, the gauntlet that you laid down. If Shannon Moore wins his match and Lindsay doesn't win hers, Shannon doesn't get what he wants. Neither does Lindsay. So he must be pretty damn confident in her abilities to sign off on that match. I mean, that's the part of this I think we're not we're not talking enough about. He agreed to it. He agreed to it no problem, too. No, not just quick. from hers. Yeah, st- not from his standpoint, but from hers, too. Our women's division is ridiculous, JT. It really is. And we've got more coming in April. That, that's the bad. We're just getting warmed up. Those are the first four women we're throwing to you. We've got more coming in April, folks. And then we have uh, actually we have uh, <laughs> we have a, a, a redhead that is just phenomenal. We're we're getting Bond brunettes, redheads. All you guys out there too, understand one thing: the jester knows exactly what he's doing. I am getting the finest wrestlers, but guess what? I'm also making sure they are the finest looking wrestlers. And trust (laughs) me, I am, and JT will tell you, I've had to show him what I've had to go through and some of what I've had to endure 
looking at some of these hard bodies uh, has not been easy. Uh, no, my I eyes not, have gotten strained. Really, yeah. I felt really bad for you after seeing some of these, uh, you know, um, some of this work. That's what I'm looking for, work that you've been doing. Uh, and I have to say, you know, I, I alluded to it earlier, you know, that I was going to throw out there some of the fun that I noticed you're having as um, you follow Santana Garrett. So do I. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you've been having a lot of fun talking back and forth with her. Uh, I've been following some of you guys' uh, some posts, so I did enjoy uh She's a sweetheart. She Isn't she nice? Yeah. She's Isn't a trip. She nice? and, and, and I want to stress it. He talks, you know, the jester's telling you these are some fine wrestlers, you know, fine wrestlers. Just as good as they look, they're that damn good in the ring, which is why yeah. this is going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we're putting together, you know, quite the, like I said, quite the women's division for you folks going to enjoy it and there you go uh, i i let you have a little tidbit tonight that i wasn't planning on giving the matchup for Lindsay snow versus amber o'neill i uh, i'm going to i hand i handpicked amber myself for this match same as i handpicked for shannon moore's match <laughs> oh i thought we had one there Nope, and that wasn't the sound going out. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, that happens. Uh, hey, listen. No, um, so, yeah, no, I think Amber, as tough as, uh, I think as tough as she is, I think uh, the better wrestler right now is Amber O'Neill. Uh, my early prediction is I put the right person. I, I want to see what Amber O'Neill can do, period, for FXE. Uh, I'm becoming a big Amber O'Neill fan, little by little, watching some of what she's doing. Um, Yeah, you know, you mentioned about Santana Garrett and talking to her. She's a sweetheart. She she is as nice a person as you could ever meet, and she really is. Um, And I wish I could say the same about Mila. I I really, I'm (laughs) really starting to not like her. I'm really starting to. You know, I'm starting to put her on the uh, level of not liking her, like I don't like Renegade. Oh, no one can be on that level. Come on, that, she's that's, getting yeah, there. Come on, that's a low blow. Yeah, but at least she can. At least she can speak in full sentences. Well, listen, man, I'll tell you, she uh, she's ag- she's becoming aggravating. But anyway, all right. Listen, <laughs> speaking of aggravating. Uh, should we talk about WWE a little bit? I mean, if, the, if you can find something to talk about. What do you think about we tomorrow? Do have cham- we do have the chamber tomorrow, so elimination chamber, and I'm going to stick with what I said before the Rumble. Orton at the Rumble, Ray Wyatt at the chamber, Orton versus Wyatt at WrestleMania. <sighs> and I will tell you, me. if they do... Orton versus Wyatt. All I can say is that's actually something I'm looking forward. That I would. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's going to become uh, Bray Wyatt's time. I think that's what we're leading to, folks, without a question. And it should be. Let's be honest. One of the more talented wrestlers, big guy, Got a presence like you wouldn't believe. 
got a mic ability like you wouldn't believe, promo ability. He is he is the package of what you so would what want. Exactly, what exactly, if you're Triple H, you're, uh, you know, uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, you're Stephanie McMahon, what exactly is Bray Wyatt missing as to why you haven't put the strap on him after all these years? I just don't see what he's missing. Like you just said, total package. So I'd love to spend, uh, you know, 20 seconds in, in, their, in their heads and see what it is he, that they feel he needs to do to reach that level. <laughs> you know, that's funny you should say that. It's funny you should talk about, and I wonder what's in their heads. <laughs> I, uh, no, I sent a tweet to them. I tweeted them, you know. I noticed you've done that a few times, yeah. Uh, no, I'm actually starting now to poke the bear, folks. I actually oh. went ahead. Yeah. I actually went ahead and tweeted um, both, all three of them. Uh, Triple H, uh, Vince McMahon, and uh, Stephanie, and warned them that I was coming. I actually did that again today. Warn them that FXC was coming. It was time they had a rival. Are you ready for the best part? What? Here in a few months, they're not going to need a tweet to know that. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny, folks. Um, (laughs) You know, JT, that's that is what is so funny because that is so damn true. What's going to happen over these next couple of months? We are going to, folks, and please mark your calendar. It is February, February 11th. It is a special day. God bless him. It was my father's birthday. He would have been 73 today. Mark this day on your calendar as the day that JT told you probably the biggest truth and gave you the best piece of advice. Understand one thing. Yes, I am poking that bear. Hey, Vince, guess what? I know one thing about WWE. Actually, I know a couple of things. I know you're not going anywhere, nor should you. You, You've done great. You've made the business what it is today. Without you, there's a bunch of us out there that wouldn't be. But the problem has been you have been number one way too long, pal. You have become complacent. You know that there is nobody out there right now, currently, (laughs) like TNA or Ring of Honor, even New Japan. None of them are going to give you the run that you truly deserve. Now, when you're number one and you don't have anybody pushing you, you can get complacent. If you don't recognize that you've gotten complacent, if you're not listening to your fan base that you've gotten complacent, don't blame FXE 
for what they're about to do. We're about to make wrestling great again. JT, in a couple of months, the, 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 the discussions that we've been in, see, folks, understand one thing. As we're talking about March 18th show, at my end, today I was working on the July show. So just understand that I, I happen to know what I'm talking about, where we're going. <laughs> I know the direction, and I know the storylines. I have insider information on what I'm doing. What Vince doesn't have is a clue what I'm doing. See, because unlike WWE, I'm not going to plaster it everywhere so everybody knows my results before my events happen. I can tell you that much. I can promise you my pay-per-views aren't going to suck half as much as some of the last ones have. I can promise you that, too. Go ahead, JT. He annoys well, you me. Know, really starting to, w, I'm sorry. WWE is really starting to annoy the crap out of me. As a wrestling well, fan, I'm way. offended. Look at it this way. Two things on WWE. So first off, Vince, Stephanie, Triple H, their success is hindering their ability to see what's coming right now. Because of their success, you know, heaven forbid they drive their own car. You know, they got their asses in the back of the limo. They're getting shuttled around. If they were driving their own car, they could take a warning from their rearview mirror, which is objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Yeah. Think about that, Vince. We are closer than we appear. Secondly, if you listen to Vince talk to the stockholders this past week, the brand split's going just like I thought it would, and it's very successful for us. Hey, Vince, have you watched an episode of SmackDown? Have you watched an episode of Raw? Because they're freaking terrible. Even your go-home shows before your big pay-per-views, which are supposed to be the show that gets you to watch the pay-per-view, are terrible. If the the only match I plan on watching on Sunday night is the Chamber. You've done nothing to entice me at the other five matches. You know, because, again, for the most part, on a bunch of these, the outcome is predictable – But it's the idea that, yeah, all right, first of all, the idea of a pay-per-view used to be it would happen rarely. Now it's become every two weeks, practically, on some occasions, which is absolutely ridiculous in itself. Kind of cheapens the pay-per-view. But then again, they're in the business of cheapening the strap by having uh, 20 straps and everybody gets a swing at it this week. Um, but it's no longer the strap. It's the participation trophy, the WWE Universal Participation Trophy. It, it really has become that, unfortunately. And that's what I'm saying, though. This is where complacency brings you. And if you're on top of the mountain and you've got your nose in the air, it's hard to see what's coming up the hill at you. So um, that's fine. And that's really, that's fine. I love our group. You know, folks, for those of you who don't know what we're doing here with FXC, it's not just about bringing the wrestling, and and it really isn't. It's the group of people that we're bringing in that like Santana Garrett, Shannon Moore, everybody, you know, Puerto Rican Hound Dog, Taino, everybody that we're bringing, Renegade, Joey Cage, Mako, everybody that we're bringing in understands one thing. 
we're doing something that's bigger than just the sport. We're helping community. We're going to help the communities that we're in this first match for Make-A-Wish. I can't think of any better. First time out of the gate, who we're going to help with the show? We're going to help Make-A-Wish. And that's the theme of things. We're going to help the children of today. Each and every member, whether it's JT, myself, all the wrestlers, the production people, the lighting people, the sound guy, everybody knows what we're doing and what we're doing it for. It's not just about the entertainment. It's about helping the children of tomorrow because we're about to hand them a very nasty world. And we've got to prepare them for it. We've got to help these schools. It's not just Make-A-Wish we're helping. It's not just the Gary Ruots of the world, teenagers that need medical assistance, young children who need medical assistance and can't pay the medical bills, helping the family get through that. It's not just them. It's the schools that are suffering under the current corrupt system that currently says we can go ahead and take all this tax money. We can even tax people who don't have children. All this lottery money. And you know what? You still have to bring school supplies. Each child has to bring their own supplies. I saw a parent and met a parent that told me that their child had to bring their own toilet paper. This is the conditions of the schools under the current corrupt system that we have. So because of that, we have to come in here. It's funny. You have the government that should be doing this, and they're not. So a bunch of wrestlers have gotten together to do what isn't being done for the children of today and tomorrow. We are proud to be FXE, not just for the wrestling we're going to bring, but for the people we're going to help. JT, you know, some of what's going on here, like I said, the excitement is on many levels, whether it's about TV, helping people, putting on shows to entertain people, to bring wrestling to back to where it should be. That's the excitement. That's the buzz, folks. We're all excited to be uh, to you. Yeah, like I said, we get to have a good time and help people on, uh, at, the same, at the same time. It's like I say when I do this show, how, where else can you make a living doing something you absolutely love? Exactly, exactly, and it's fun. You know, we're having, everybody's having fun. Matter of fact, we've got a couple of promos coming out in the next week. <laughs> oh, we've had some great now, promos. I just want to know one thing. Go ahead. There's one thing that will cement your legacy as the jester of all jesters. Oh, okay. How can I do that? I want a promo from the kitchen guy that's going to kick Joey Cage's ass. Do you? I can get one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I want that. I want to hear it. Oh, yeah, that's – no, not a problem. Not a problem. You know what? I'll talk to him this week. Let's see how quick I can get a promo from him. I bet you I can get a promo from him. He's a kitchen worker. I'll throw him 20 bucks. He'll be more than glad. <laughs> As always, I can't wait to hear this. This should be fantastic. Okay, you're on. I want to see this or hear it at least. 
No problem. I, I'm I'm already thinking. How can I do? I'll just make a simple one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. No. No problem. We 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 can do this. Yeah. I, I folks. I'll tell you what. I will try for Wednesday to have the promo ready by then and already up on YouTube. See, folks, so that you know that we've been starting to put out promos and we've got some very funny ones, some really good ones out there. And uh, you can find them on YouTube, Fantasy Jester FXE. Go check it out. Uh, besides, you know what, besides the YouTube and besides the FantasyJesterSports.com, we also are on iTunes. Thank you. How you doing? Um, we're on Facebook. How you doing? We're on Twitter. How you doing? We're on Instagram. How you doing? Uh, and we also have the Fantasy Justice Sports app. How you doing? Go to appmaker.com. That is a- app, A-P-P, maker, M-A-K-R.com. And look up Fantasy Jester. How you doing? And you will be able to go ahead and watch all the episodes, all the different promos right from there on YouTube. You'll also be able to go and listen to all the archived editions of all the Fantasy Justice shows, which includes the Fantasy Justice show, but FXE. Gridiron guys, when we were doing that during football season, okay? Go check out some of the great interviews. Depending on what sport you like, we have somebody from the sports world. Right. Doesn't matter the sport. Uh, we, we've had every sport covered by a, at least one person. Some of them Hall of Famers, right, JT? And we had Larry Zabisco yeah, well, on. And all that. Larry Zabisco. I mean, we've had, we've had Jeff Cross from the Dolphins. We've had Jim Rosenhaus, the voice of the Cleveland Indians. Uh, another one of my favorites. Uh, former NCAA great in Orlando Magic, Chris Boston Celtics point guard Chris Corciani. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, that was a great we've one. Had, yeah, we've had some some serious talent, uh, you know, join our show. And here's the best part: we haven't even scratched the surface yet. Some of the stuff we have in store for you, just sit back and enjoy the ride. Well, and you know, some of the people that we had, we had Ryan Walton on. Okay, and he's a shark diver, folks. No case. That guy's insane. That guy's insane. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Then here, uh, here's one of the things that I'm looking forward to over the next couple of months, JT. You know, you talk about a guy like Ryan Walton, uh, diving, sharks, no cage. Um, can, I, can I throw something out there with that? If you yeah. haven't followed, if you have Instagram and you don't follow this guy, some of the pictures he posted in the last couple of days where he's literally hugging a shark in the middle of the ocean. It, it, it's like, are you serious? Uh, and I mean, in the, in the, the photographs, the quality of the photographs on top of that are, are fantastic, but look this guy up yeah. on Instagram and look at some of his work. It's, it's disgusting. And what's nice too, if you see uh, some of the pictures that uh, you like, he does do prints for you. Matter of fact, he even does them on uh, aluminum. So, I mean, he's right. got fantastic uh, photography as well, like you mentioned. But, yeah, they, there are pictures of him, you know, with tiger sharks, lemon sharks, hammerheads. I mean, all different kinds of sharks. And the one that you mentioned, yeah, he's literally hugging this 12-foot shark. 
you could see the one shark is literally just about double him. He's six. He's a little right. over six foot, and this shark literally almost doubles him. And he's yeah. How many how many pictures JT of him petting their nose by their teeth because it turns teeth. out they like that. Or or the one from the drone where there's like five sharks around him in on you know on the surface of the water and he's sitting there yeah, playing yeah. like it's a a group of puppies. So. Probably one of my favorite yeah. shots. Uh, that yeah, I like that one. It's a folks for you. Picture the drone up in the air, and it's uh, off the back of the boat. It's him, literally surrounded by five sharks, and they're all playing. They're all hanging out together like they're buds. They are. That's what's the crazy <laughs> part. They're like big dogs so, for him. Dude, he's yeah, the shark guy, whisperer. Crazy. Yeah, he's ridiculous. And you talk about crazy. I want to throw another name out there. Was it David Cockle, the skydiver? Well, that, and that's where I was. That's where I'm building to. Is you have? Oh, I'm build, wait, I'm building past Cockle for you. I've got somebody that's going to blow right past both these guys. All right. Ooh, okay. You got you got Cockle. Good old Cockle was uh, on the air. Dave Cockle came on. Skydiver from England, and uh, you know he's jumped from uh, several miles high. He's done. Uh, head first dive of uh, uh, over 219 miles per hour. That's yeah, crazy. that's just ridiculous. Okay, and really thought that he was pretty much uh, out of his gourd uh, in talking to him. Yeah, just as bad as Ryan. And I think I so. have somebody, and I just finally got the proper email directly from him. So we're going to be in communication over this next month. Folks, there's a gentleman named Luke Akins. If you don't know who Mr. Akins is, go ahead and go look him up. He is a yeah. skydiver, you could say. He's a lunatic, you could say. He has probably the truest set of brass balls you could ever want. Because let me tell you something. He skydives. And he skydives from a very high altitude, from 25,000 feet. For those of you, that's almost five miles high. And he does this and lands without a parachute. Now, you couldn't get me out of a perfectly functioning plane at any height. It could be two feet off the ground, and I'm not jumping. I might hurt my ankle. This guy here, five miles into what, from up above, looks like a dot. And even as he's coming into it, looks like a damn postage stamp of a net. Just a couple hundred feet off the ground. Hopefully he hits the net. Oh, yeah, he yeah, hit, yeah. He doesn't hit the net. He doesn't hit the net right. The net breaks. Crane tips over. I don't know. Think of all the freaking million things that could go. What? 25,000 feet. 25,000 feet. No parachute, folks. 
What would it take you, JT, to do that? Well, this Think is uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be good here. Um, yeah, I'm not doing that. Sorry. Uh, parachute? I'll consider. Yeah, no shoot. Yeah, forget about it. Not happening. No shoot into a net. Why not? Piece of cake. No Let's shoot? do it. No chance. No way. I'll tell you what, though. If you do it, I'll do it. You go first. If I do it, you'll do it? You know the training involved alone in this, though? Like I said, I don't think I do the – listen, I live in D-Land, folks. We have one of the best, one of the best uh, well-known skydive places right here in the land. Skydive the land, it's called. They're real creative on that one, folks. Very Um, creative. Yeah, yeah. They thought they must have had a team work on that for days. Um, They paid some money for that name. Anyway. Yeah, um, so they have skydived the land here, and it's a, they put a, there's constantly people jumping, and you constantly see the little parachutes coming down, and they go to ten thousand feet, folks. And you know what? How about no? How about no? How about not even on a dare? Well, no, I can't wait. Let me back up. Maybe on a dare because simply I do take most dares, um, but that one. I dare you. Would, yeah, but that would uh, let me finish. That would go ahead and ha- that would be one of those ones that if somebody dared me, I'd be like, yeah, but you'd have to as well or kind of, you know what I'm saying? So right. uh, before you go yeah, ahead and dare yeah. me on that one, JT. We can do the old uh, Cliff Claverin and, uh, and Norm from Cheers and we'll go up and do it like, you know, do they did. Once you jump out, I close the door, you know, to be done with it. But here's the problem, see. I would be safer jumping out of the plane. Because the physical damage Mrs. Jester would do to me for doing that to you once I got to the ground, it's just better to go out of the plane. Mrs. Jester, uh, if she saw only her husband go out and JT ride off into the sunset, okay, as that plane was coming back, okay, she would be shooting you down. (laughs) I do not doubt that at all. That's why I said it'd just be better for me to jump out of the plane. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because, a, you know, Mrs. Jester, for those of you who don't know, is uh, one, of Ryan Wal- one of Ryan Walton, the shark diver's disciples, and is yeah. off to go do the same. Matter of fact, Mrs. Jester's off to become a dive master, folks, and uh, well, she's getting, you know, you getting ready to set up a whole booking. No, Mrs. Jester's getting ready. If you want to dive in Florida, if you want to dive in the state of Florida, anywhere in the state of Florida, Mrs. Jester's going to be the go-to person for that. Yeah. She's setting well, up her own dive her. agency. She's setting up her right, own dive agency. Her. Oh, well, there you go. I told her and I told Ryan, you know, St. Patrick's Day hangover, either the day before or the day after that show. I'm going out. I'm going out and doing that. Are you kidding me? Okay. Yeah, how we'll take you out. Know. We'll take you out to go. You remember how he was? Uh, how he was swimming uh, with the sharks at the back end, or, or, and we'll do the uh, we'll do the uh, what do you call it with it? The drone. We'll fly the drone. Yeah, and you can snorkel. You can snorkel with us with the sharks. There you go. I'm all about it. So. You don't have to scoop that. Ryan, we'll I know you're listening. I'm coming, man. March, coming in March, Ryan. I know you're listening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do, definitely get that taken care of. Let's see. We have the uh, wrestling match on Saturday. 
I think he's uh, his shark. One of the shark dives usually happen on Sundays. Right. I, I would think we want to do that. Yeah, the day after. So we're going to be a little busy the day before and you know the day off. But uh, going to yeah, have to plan right, accordingly because you can't fly and dive in the same twenty four hours. I think it is. Uh, you know what? I'll have to spend an extra day in Florida. Oh, that's just terrible. Wait a minute. You'll have to spend an extra day at the Jester Palace. Just his own accommodation there. Kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, We are family. You are family, so why not? Yeah, we can go out and watch Menace and Renegade uh, catch mosquitoes out on the pond and eat frog legs. So, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, it'd be a roundabout good time. Menace, I'm going to beat him with his own ring bell. You know that's going to happen. I I can't wait for that. Yeah, I know you are. I can't wait for that. Because he he really thinks it's funny. If you haven't seen any of the promos, again, folks, we've got this one guy, Menace. Now, listen, I don't mind. Renegade Renegade talks crap. He can back it up, though, all right? He's a big boy, 6'9", 305 or 310, whatever he is now, okay? He's a big boy. He can back it up. You get some used car salesman looking a little, hmm, all right. Oh, oh, oh I thought you lost it there. Oh, man, I'll tell you. He uh, he is one annoying little twit, okay? I will beat the I will beat the mullet off him. I swear to God. You know, and here's what's sad. Here's what's sad. You, I lost all respect for Everett Lee, folks. Uh, Everett Lee you is the, our backstage. I did because he he's take he takes beatings everywhere he goes and he keeps coming back for more. But here, Everett Lee, you want to lose respect for him? Okay, I go to Everett Lee's house the other day. Beautiful house. Mrs. Everett Lee is a, a beautiful lady. Okay, and they're getting ready to have a little girl. Absolutely great little right. family there going. Okay, but I go into the Everett Lee studio, and there's the screens and he's got it set up nice. And he's got some really cool pictures, memorabilia on the walls. I'm like, wow, that's great. So I look at his desk, and he's got a framed picture. I'm like, wow, on his desk, he's got a framed picture. Got to be somebody. Who could that be? Framed picture on his desk. Shit, I have a picture on my desk. It's my wife, okay? On his desk, he has a signed picture by M. Really? That's it? I have I have signed memorabilia and stuff like that. I have a Martin Brodeur hockey puck signed on my desk. I have I have a horse hair from a championship horse sitting on my desk, one of uh, our championship horses that we have. I've got Miles Jack gloves sitting on my desk that I bought. At the auction. I won the auction on that, you know. Um, I wasn't going to let anybody beat me for that one. You kidding? It was worth every penny. I wanted that in the worst way. And I had this chick. I had this chick trying to outbid me. I'm like, what are you doing? Dude, you're an ass. You're the one that kept increasing the bid each time. But I wanted the glove. Hey, hey, listen, folks, so that you know. So that you know, the proceeds, listen, when we have the signed memorabilia and we do auctions, 
100% of those proceeds go to make a wish, you know, just so they have an idea. We don't keep that money. Uh, as we give that to the good people of make a wish no. 100%. Um, listen, gotta, we got a minute. Call you out before the end. Yeah, I got to call you out before the end. Way to keep your baseball names tucked under the hat for another week. We're getting into this next week. Can we get the draft before we do this? I'll make sure the draft is after next week. Yeah. You know what, folks? Here, he gets upset at things. And you know what? He's a little testy because I played this earlier for him. JT, what's up, JT? And, and Joe Jr. JT and Joe Jr., where are y'all at? Why are y'all not here right now? Why are y'all not here. supporting the Jags uh, right they now? They should be here right they here with my Jags. practice right now. They <laughs> <laughs> missed it. That's right. That's what happens. You know, we get inside, we've got these people, we got people like Miles Jack calling out JT and Joey Cage for missing practice that day. That's right, folks. The fantasy jesters everywhere in every damn sport, and we are about to take over wrestling like we have taken over Sports Talk Radio. Another edition of Fantasy Jester Show. Life after football. Tune in Wednesday, FXC Club at 9 o'clock. They got a big announcement. Who One shot. did I pick? One opportunity. To pick more. Sees everything you ever wanted. I'm the Fantasy Jester. One moment. And I'm out of here. To capture. Just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Monster.